Um, let's go to, uh, we're in our series today called Show Me My Opponent. How many can say this series has been blessing your life? Listen, let me say this. If you miss Wednesday night, my God, the glory of the Lord came in this room and just wiped us out and I'm so grateful for his goodness and his kindness towards us but we're going to continue in this series on today called show me my opponent attacking the things that have our lives out of order and I want to preach uh, just for a few moments from this subject me versus isolation me versus isolation look at your neighbor I'm gonna use four of them today look at your neighbor say neighbor you got to come out of isolation Amen, 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 hallelujah, amen. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to come out of isolation. Amen, all right, praise the Lord, amen. We want to dismiss the teens at this time. We want to dismiss the teens. Over the past few weeks, ladies and gentlemen, we have dealt with looking at the opponents in our lives that have our lives out of order from unhealthy inspection and introspection to self-defeating deception and unmet expectations, all of these experiences, if not dealt with, will lead to an internal assault on your soul. Because you know, if you don't realize, and I'm here to tell you, that greatness is on the inside of you. This don't count as one. I need you to do this one. Tap yourself and say, greatness is on the inside of me. But also on the inside of you is the daily battle for your mind, your will, and your emotions. And when our thoughts and emotions overwhelm us, it leads us typically to one response, and that is isolation. This is where we go when all these feelings and thoughts pile on and begin to get the best of us. The more hurt we feel, the more we want to run. What we start doing? We start missing church. We get off of ministries. We stop talking to people. We stop being as available as we could be. Because the more we replay the past in our minds, the more we, we want it, we want to stay underneath the covers. The more life seems harder, the more we isolate ourselves from others and sometimes even from God. And what ends up happening is a life that gets darker and darker and darker. And that is the danger with isolation. Because when we're going through hard times, it's easy for us to isolate ourselves. We don't want to be around others. We don't want to cry one more tear over that situation. We don't want to explain our emotions to anybody again and again. So we pull away, never realizing that the more we pull, the darker the situation becomes. The problem is, when we are really hurting, we feel it can be much easier to isolate than to reach out to others and really address the layers of emotions we're battling. I'm anxious, so I pull away because I feel like I don't know how I'm going to manage what I'm feeling. I see the walls caving in on me. Anybody ever been there? So I isolate to try to protect myself from what I fear will happen. But the easy road of isolation isn't always the best road. In fact, the easy route to isolation, to, uh, the easy route is usually the temporary fix anyway. 
Because God says you can't get what you need in isolation. I'm sorry to let you know you can't fight a battle by yourself. You can't go through a struggle alone. You got to come out of isolation and get the help from somebody else. You don't believe me. Look at the screen. Proverbs 18 verse number 1. New King James Version puts it like this. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. God says when you isolate yourself, I can't get you the help you need for your despair because you're cutting yourself off from the help I can send you. I can send you a word of encouragement. I can send you a word of wisdom. But when you think you can do life on your own, I'm talking in here now, when you think you can do life all by yourself, it cuts you off from your help. I'm here to let somebody know you need someone that can reach out a hand every now and again and pull you up and pull you out of what you in. You don't have to do this by yourself. I'm here to let you know. You don't have to do this by yourself. You don't have to do this on your own. You don't have to go through this by yourself. Why? The Bible says because one can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. I need you. You need me. I don't care how much you want to act like you could be all by yourself and you just a loner. The devil is a liar. There comes a time in all our lives where we will handle and deal with struggles where we can't fight this thing alone. And how many know a fight with somebody is a whole lot better than a fight all by yourself? I need you to grab your neighbor for the second time, shake it real good and say, I need you and you need me. Uh-huh, yeah. I need this church to stop real, stop acting like you can do life all on your own and you don't need nobody and nobody can, is going to help you and you can do it all by yourself. I know you're an independent woman, but every now and again, you need somebody to help you. I know you're an independent man, but you need somebody to come along and square up and fight this devil with you because how many of you know there is a devil you can fight that could be too much for you by yourself, but when I get somebody around me that can help me fight this thing that's why I can't sit next to just anybody in church because I need to be next to somebody that can fight in the spirit with me that can say it's though he slay me yet will I trust him and I'm gonna fight this devil all the way to the end is there anybody in here that say I hope I'm sitting in the right section around the right people that came to fight this devil because I got a demon to fight in my life I got some trials I got to fight and I need somebody that can help me look around you and say can you help me? Can you can you help me fight? Are you just going to sit there with your mouth poked out? Or are you going to put your dukes up and shoot your best shot? Is there anybody in here that say, I came to fight? And one of the best examples in the Bible of someone that dealt with isolation, watch this, is the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah dealt with a life full of depression and pain. He was a prophet appointed at a young age to, the, the, to be the mouth that would speak the words of the Lord against a rebellious and unbelieving nation of Israel and Judah. Jeremiah pronounced judgment on Israel and the imp impending uh, doom and despair that Babylon was about to bring on them. And his message, ladies and gentlemen, was not a well-received or popular message. In fact, Jeremiah, as he followed God, got him mocked plotted against, beat up, put in the stockades, and even thrown into a pit to die. 
because I don't know about you. I don't know what you heard, and I don't know what they tell you, but following God can be a risky move sometimes. Oh, God, I wish I had some people that's really following God. Following God will have people turning on you. Come on. Following God will have family questioning you. Following God will have you looking like a fool. Okay, y'all don't want to go there? Following God will have you paying tithes when you know you really got bills to pay. Okay, following God will have you out on a limb all by yourself. But I would rather be in his will than trying to do it on my own and even if it get me in a little trouble I, I have God as backup and even if it gets me in a little problem I got God as my safety and my security I got somebody in my corner that will help me is there anybody in here that can look at your life and realize that in spite of what you're going through I'd rather have God on the boat than me be out there without God is there anybody in here that say give me Jesus any day of the week I know it's gonna get me in some trouble I know some people ain't gonna like it. I know some people gonna have a problem with me. You always talking about that Jesus stuff. You always going over there to that Freedom Church. You always busting the doors wide open. Yes, honey, because I'd rather have Jesus than houses and land. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. I'd rather have Jesus than fortune and fame. Because as long as I got Jesus, that's enough. Is there anybody in here that can throw your hands up and say, give me Jesus. Gotta have Jesus. Watch this. What caused Jeremiah's isolation? What caused Jeremiah's isolation? Let me walk through this real quick. Number one, let's go. Here, Here we go. Rejection. Everybody say rejection. The Bible says that he was constantly ridiculed and rejected. You ready for this? By his own family. Not the haters over there. What happens when the haters got your last name? Y'all ain't with me this morning. You don't believe me? Jeremiah, the 12th chapter, verse number 6. Look what the Bible says. Even your brothers, members of your own family, have turned against you. They plot and raise complaints against you. Look what he says. Do not trust them, no matter how pleasantly they speak. They sound real good, but they talking behind your back. You ever seen somebody get right up in your face, cheese, show all their little teeth, and act like they are so in love with you and so caring about you, and underneath all the pleasantries of their conversation, you knew there was a deeper thing that was going on that we weren't really seeing eye to eye? Come on, I passed the Freedom Church. Y'all want me to go there? Y'all know how y'all do around here. Y'all nice, nasty. You know, you don't, out, y'all ain't out in the parking lot fighting each other, but you got this little shade about you that you look at them and you say your little comments and don't even realize Uh uh-huh y'all know how you do you cut them and they don't even realize they bleeding until they walk away Uh uh-huh because we got this little nice nasty little thing uh because watch this because being hurt by the people who are supposed to love you or is a hurt that cuts so deep it makes you run into isolation why because the one that should understand me don't understand me I know this is a little too real for y'all, but I'm going to go here. What do you do when you share the last name, but you don't even trust them? <laughs> it's getting quiet right through here. What do you do when you came from the same house, but you feel like you're the black sheep of the family? <sighs> so what do we do? What do we do? We isolate ourselves because we feel rejected. And here's the problem with rejection. Look, watch this. Rejection steals the best of who I am by reinforcing the worst of what's been said to me. Is that a little too heavy for y'all? 
See, that's what happens with rejection. Rejection reinforces and steals the best who I am because it reinforces the worst of what's been said to me. So when I walk in rejection, I allow what's been done to me to define me and to stop me. But God says, watch this. This is what blessed my life. Here is Jeremiah, rejected by his own family, but his own family still needed his prophecy. Y'all ain't ready for this. God says they might have to have rejected you, but some of the people that rejected you the most are also going to need you the most. God, I wish I had somebody right there. Because when Jeremiah prophesied, his gift was also for the very ones that rejected him God says you can come out of isolation can you come out of isolation long enough for your gift to bless those who rejected you come on uh, Jesus said father forgive them for they know not what they do and sometimes you got to realize your gift is bigger than the rejection you've been through some of you are sitting on your gift because you've been rejected by people but God is saying if you ever open up the gift that's on the inside of you the gift you have will bless the people that have rejected you is there anybody in here that say I've been rejected by some people but my gift will bless their life they might not like me but they sure got to respect me because the gift that's on the inside of me is bigger than my rejection so how did he run into isolation first was rejection here's the second thing pain everybody say pain you didn't say it everybody say pain Jeremiah 15, verse number 18 says this. Why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and, and, and incurable? You are to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails. Watch this. This thing messed me up. Jeremiah is doing the right thing. He's following God the right way. And he's still an enormous emotional pain I know y'all don't like that because somehow we have taught a theology that if you're in God you should never experience pain but when you live this life your days are few Jesus said and full of trouble the reality is you ready for this we all have pain but the difference is we all grieve in different ways Problem is, for some of us, when we minimize our pain and deny our wounds, over time we become empty shells with painted faces. And you know what's happened? Many of us, because of the pain we've experienced, now we isolate ourselves, and now we're just an empty shell with painted faces. You got to paint it on, good morning. You got to paint it on, oh, Pastor Tony touched my neighbor. We got to paint on, hey, how you doing? But if you ever pull that back, you'll discover it's an empty shell with a painted face. I would tell you to touch your neighbor right here, but I'm not going to use my, my two last ones. I would tell your neighbor, I would tell you to touch your neighbor and tell them, is that, paint you, that, paint, that face you got painted on? I ain't talking about your Mac. I ain't talking about your Mary Kay. Is there any sincerity behind the smile? Or is it just an image that you have learned how to project because you don't want to deal with the pain of what's really going on? And just like Jeremiah, we look to God. Look what he says to God. He says, God, you're as a deceptive brook that your springs are now failing. In other words, I can't get what I need to heal my pain. 
and I see no end in sight. Jeremiah says, I feel like I'm wandering in a desert of my pain and of my grief. So you know what we do? We isolate ourselves to minimize the impact of our wounds. But the paradox of pain, oh God, I wish some of y'all would get this. The paradox of pain is that it has the inability to open us to new truth and to get us moving. Can't nothing move you like pain. God, I wish I had. Ah, I need to talk to some real people right there. Y'all fake people, y'all go to sleep. I'm talking to the real people that can say, when you done been through some real pain, honey, it will move you out of some places. It'll move you into some places. It'll move you from some places. When you get some real deep-seated pain, it'll move you from a place you said you would never leave ah cuz is there anybody in here I need a a woman that's ever been pregnant that'll tell you when the pain of a contraction hits it moves you to get to the hospital because pain is a mover is there anybody in here that know that pain will move you it's painful but the pain is an indication that you're about to deliver you just missed the revelation right there I need somebody here to realize God told me to tell somebody that you're in pain right now because you getting ready to deliver something honey it hurts but what God has placed on the inside of your spirit is about to be delivered I came to announce to somebody you done been through nine months of hell you done been through nine months of worrying you done been through nine months of frustration you've been through nine months of of just going falling to pieces but God told me to tell you you're in your ninth month and you're getting ready to deliver I need to find out is there anybody in here that say my pain is getting ready to burn something awesome in my life my pain is getting ready to burst some healing in my life my pain is getting ready to burst deliverance in my life I need you to give your neighbor a high five and tell them you might as well deliver this thing I know it's painful but you better push this thing out you better push this thing out you better push this thing out I need somebody in here throw your hands up open up your mouth and give God the glory cause you're in the delivery God told me to tell somebody, you're going to deliver this thing. I know it's been painful. But you getting ready to deliver this thing. God, I don't know who this is for. I'm trying to move on. I know it's been painful, but you getting ready to deliver this thing. I know it's been painful, but you getting ready to deliver this thing. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. You be, I know it's been painful, but you getting ready to deliver this thing. Get ready for your baby of peace. Get ready for your baby of joy. Get ready for your baby of self-esteem. Get ready for your baby. Is there anybody in here that can throw your hands up and tell God thank you for every painful moment thank you for every painful contraction because it's delivering something in my life watch this watch this watch this he's in isolation because of one come on say my something back to me number one he's in isolation because of what rejection number two he's in isolation because of what But here's number three. He's in isolation because of self-pity. Oh, God, I'm going to hit y'all. I'll cross your head with this microphone because I'm talking to some of y'all right here that are in isolation because you in self-pity. Can I clear something up? Isolation don't mean that you sit in your house all day long. That ain't isolation, boo, that I'm talking about. Because you're trying to convince yourself, well, I'm in church. I ain't in isolation. The devil is a liar. Look at your face. You in isolation right now? 
Because God, through his word, is trying to reach out to you. But you stepping back every time he reaches. You ready for this? Jeremiah's in isolation because of his pain, because of his rejection. But thirdly, because of his self-pity. Jeremiah 20, verse number 14. Cursed be the day that I was born. May the day my mother bore me not be blessed. Ooh, y'all need to read your Bible. Because there's some thoughts in there that you didn't know was in there. The prophet that prophesies to the congregation. They listen to him for what God says. And the prophet said, cursed be the day that I was ever born. May the day my mama bore me not be blessed. He's cursing the day he was even born. Now, I know some of y'all can't tell the truth right here. But have you ever been there? Where you didn't see a purpose in your being? This ain't for everybody. Because some of us can't be honest or haven't gone through enough where we had to look at our life and say, why am I even here? What's the purpose? You can become so clouded by hopelessness that now you wonder, why are you even here? You ready for this? Because despair leads to self-pity, which causes me to pull away from people and lick my wounds in self-segregation and seclusion. Preach for me. Despair will cause me to sit in my self-pity and cause me to pull away from people and so I can lick my wounds. And produce a self-segregation. Nobody put you there. And seclusion. Because of how we feel, we put ourselves on an island. And then resent the people that are not on the island with us. Because now I feel sorry for myself. I just want to have a real conversation with you. I just need to talk to you real good because some of y'all need to hear this this morning. Isn't it amazing how we can go into isolation and then get offended by those that won't go into isolation with us? So we make everybody pay because we're on the island, but we expect everybody else to be on the island with us. What's wrong with you? What you mean what's wrong with me? Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to be on the island with you? So we get mad at our family, mad at our coworkers, mad at our church, kick the dog, slap the cat, because we pity ourselves. Can I tell you this is a big problem in the church of God, that the saints pity themselves because of what they're going through. We pity ourselves because we can't understand, why me? Why am I going through this? Why am I having, having to deal with this? God told me to tell you, why not you? Because even though you be tried in the fire, you're going to come out as pure gold. God, I wish I had somebody. And can I tell you that the heat that you're in is an indication of how precious a metal you are. Y'all ain't get that. You ain't bronze, honey. You ain't silver, honey. Because it don't take a high heat for that. But when God is making you gold, that expensive stuff, he has to turn up the refiner's fire and put you in the fire so that when he pulls you out, you look like him. And is there anybody here that say, the hell I'm in is really hot. But it's just an indication that God 
God must put something special on the inside of me. I need you to pat yourself and say, God must made me some kind of special because of the devil is after me the way that he is because of the trial that I'm in, I'm suffering through. Is there anybody in here that say, I could pity myself, but the devil is a liar. It's just an indication that God has put something special on the inside of me. You ready for this? I discovered that it's one thing for others to feel sorry for you. It's another to feel sorry for yourself. It's one thing for other people to feel sorry for me. It's another thing when I start feeling sorry for myself. Because when I feel sorry for myself, you, you, now I've accepted defeat as my portion. This don't count as one. Look down your row and tell them, ain't no defeat on this row. That was the wrong neighbor. Look down on the other side and say, ain't no defeat on this row. God, I wish I had a real church in here. I wish I had somebody here that realized ain't no defeat on this road. I'm going to get licked, but I'm going to get right back on up. Get up. I'm going to get hit and knocked down, but guess what? I'm bouncing right back every single time. God, I feel that right there. In 2018, you fell apart, but in 2019, God is giving you a bounce back anointing. God, you getting ready to bounce back from everything you had to go through. You getting ready to bounce back from every trial you had to deal with. You getting ready to bounce back from hurt, from pain, from frustration. I need to know is there anybody in here that say I might have failed in 2018 but in 2019 I got a bounce back anointing. I'm bouncing back from everything I went through. I'm bouncing back from the hurt. I'm bouncing back from the frustration. I'm bouncing back from everything that came against me. Is there anybody in here that say I got a bounce back anointing? Watch this, watch this, because I need you to get this. I need you to get this. I need you to get this. I need you to get it. If you don't get nothing else, I need you to get this. Let's go. Come on, let's go there. It is impossible to hold up the banner of victim and victory at the same time. It is impossible, ladies and gentlemen, to hold up the banner of victim and victor at the same time. You got to choose one or the other. You got to make up your mind which one you going to wave. Are you going to wave the white flag and give up? Or are you going to wave the victorious flag and say, I'm still here? Because <sighs> there's some of us that are waving the white flag and you still got more strength. You're waving the white flag and you still got a little more endurance. God, I wish I had a church in here. You're waving the white flag before it's due time. Come on. There's some things you gave up too quickly that God said if you just would have hold out just a little while longer, I would have stepped in and brought you to victory. Is there anybody in here that say in this next season, I ain't drawing the white flag. I ain't playing the victim anymore. I am victorious. I am who God says I am. I am conquering. I am more than a conqueror. I don't care what the enemy does. I don't care how the enemy comes against me I'm going to stand flat foot and believe that I am victorious is there anybody in here that got a little bit of victory that can throw your hands up and say in spite of everything that came against me I still got the victory in spite of sickness being in my body I still got the victory in spite of not having enough money I still got the victory is there anybody in here that got a little bit of victory open up your mouth and give God just a little bit of praise 
for you being victorious. See, can I tell you something? You know why you can't stay in isolation? You know why you can't stay in isolation? You know how many, watch this, watch this, watch this. We've all gone through that season where <laughs> we wanted to feel sorry for ourselves. We wanted other people to feel sorry for us. You know, um, we, we want people to rub us on the back, tell us it's going to be all right. And even after they're done doing that, still ain't enough. Um, we've all had that season before. You know the reason why every time you try to get in self-pity and you find yourself still back in the house of God? Has anybody ever been there where you want it to be defeated? I ain't got no real people. Y'all being so fake right now. I don't know what's going on. Let me talk to somebody that's real this morning. Have you ever had that moment where you wanted to be defeated? Because defeat was the easy thing. And so if I stand in defeat, then I feel like I'm all right. And at least I'm, watch this, because I'm in a company of other defeated people. So if I'm in a company of other defeated people, then I feel like I'm all right. But I've discovered that sometimes victory, you got to stand alone. Everybody can't be at the top with you. God, I wish I had somebody right there. And God is saying the reason why every single time you try to fall apart, every single time that you try to give up, every single time you try to say, ain't nothing to this God thing, ain't nothing to this church thing, I'm done with it, I'm church hurt, I'm work hurt, I'm family hurt, I'm money hurt, I'm everything hurt, I'm hurt in my big toe, I'm hurt all around me. Everything is hurting me. And God is saying the reason why you keep getting back up and the reason why you keep going. Come on, let's go. Jeremiah, the 20th chapter. Come on, let's go. Uh, but if I say I will not mention his word or speak anymore in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. Ah, I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Every single time I try to give up and every single time I try to throw in the tower there's something inside of me that tells me to keep on going there's something on the inside of me that tells me it's gonna be all right is there anybody in here that say i got that fire that every single time i try to throw in the towel and every single time it's like fire shut up in my bones i can't sit at home i can't sit there and feel sorry for myself i can't pull the covers over my head i got to come in church lift up my hands and say this is the day the lord has made I've come to rejoice and to be glad. Somebody in here, open up your mouth if you got that fire and open up your mouth and give God glory. I try to quit. I try to give up. I try to throw in the towel. I try to... Y'all ain't ready for me this morning. I try to say... The hell with it. I'm done with it. I ain't got no real people in here today. God, let me just find just one person in here today. I, I, I tried to just be like, you know what? Forget all this. I'm done with it. You ever looked at your marriage and told yourself, oh, it's over? 
I'm done with this. I'm leaving. I don't know how I'm going to leave. I'm going to pack a bag and I'm just going to drive. And when the gas let out, that's where I'm going to start over at. I mean, have you ever looked at that job and you went there and say, I'm going to quit? Let me type up my letter right now. I'm typing up my letter and I'm giving up. I'm done with it. Have you ever tried to come to church and say, I'm done with that. I'm going to go to another church because I ain't getting it over here. Oh, you tried to leave. You tried to move out of it. But God said, there's something I put on the inside of you. It's this, you just can't give up. You just can't quit. You just can't throw in the towel. You just can't wave the white flag. You just can't leave it alone. You got to get back up again. Is there anybody in here? Take the hand of your neighbor. Shake it real good. Shake it till their arm come off and tell them, neighbor, I know you want to give up, but ain't no give up in you. Ain't no quitting in you. Ain't no throwing in a towel in you because he that has begun a good work and you shall perform it until the day of I can't give up. I want to give up, but I can't. Somebody open your mouth and give God glory because you can't give up. I can't give up. I want to give up. I want to throw in a towel. But I can't give up. Every time I try, some keep telling me to keep going. I looked up how to get a divorce. And I just can't do it. I don't know what it is. Something on the inside of me that say, don't you give up. God, I wish I wish. I'm trying to encourage somebody this morning. There's something on the inside of you. Listen, listen, listen. Let's have some real talk. There's been times where you said, I might as well just take my own life. I might as well just walk away from it all. I might as well just give up. But there's something on the inside of you that say you just can't give up. And you're sitting there with the pills in your hand. And you're weeping and crying before God. And you're saying, God, I need you to help. And all of a sudden, something down in your spirit. Something down in your heart says it's gonna be all right. Don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel because God is not done with you yet. Look at somebody say, Come out of isolation. Thank you for leaving. I need somebody to holler. I can't give up. God, I I can't give up. I want to give up, but I can't give up. Tears in my eyes, but I can't give up. Can't sleep at night, but I can't give up. I want to cut everybody off, but I can't give up. And God says, God says, I know you want to give up. I know you want to throw in the towel. You've isolated yourself. But he comes along and says, guess what? I didn't create you to live life on your own. I didn't create you to live life on your own. Here's a word that's going to mess us up. God says, I created you for community. Hate to bust your bubble. I know this is a generation that tell you you can be an individual, be all by yourself. You don't need nobody else. Long as I got King Jesus. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Because you need somebody else in your life. You can't do this life on your own. You hear me? You can't do this life on your own. You can't go in the house, pull the shades. 
turn the phone down or off and sit there and don't respond. You can't live life on your own because everybody needs somebody sometimes. God says, I created you for community. I created you so that others can be around you that can encourage you when you're down. That can speak life into you when you feel like you're dying. That can speak strength into you when you feel like you're tired. That can push you to your joy when you feel sorrow. You don't believe me? Psalm 68, verse number 6. Bible says, God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. God places the lonely in families. Looked up this word, families, and that's why you just can't take a text for face value. You got to research and figure out what it's saying. That word families does not mean biological. It means a group of people that are like-minded with the same purpose. God places you in families when you're feeling lonely. God created a community for us, and that is, you ready for this? The church. Pastor, you mean to tell me that the solution to isolation is the church? Yep. That's the construct that God created to deal with our isolation. Because the way we, that God pulls us out of ourselves and combats our isolation is by joining us together with other Christians. It's called the church, the ecclesia, the chosen ones, God's called people. See, I hate to bust your bubble. No, I don't. <laughs> if you don't even tell that lie. The church, contrary to what you might believe, is different from, your, from the Greek organization or the lodge. Because the church is whosoever will, let them come. The church is not a secret society or an exclusivity club. The church is not for the rich or for the poor. The church is not for the black or for the white. Because Jesus died for the church. Jesus is the head of the church. And Jesus, watch this, is coming back for the church. He is not coming back for good people. Hate to bust your little bubble. Because you want to live on the outside of the church. But God says, I'm coming back for the church without spot or wrinkle. And the church is not you. And the church is not me. The church is not Baptist. The church is not Pentecostal. The church is not Greek. The church is not Hebrew. The church is the universal body of blood-washed believers. If you have been blood-washed by the blood of the Lamb, you are the church. For the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That means he dwells on the inside of you. And since you are the temple, wherever you go, there is the church. So you in the church when you're in Walmart. You in church when you're on your job. You in church when you're driving down the street. You didn't know you was a part of a mobile church? Because wherever you go, there goes the church. And God says, I deal with isolation through the church. I know this is a hard doctrine for some of y'all to get. 
Because now we have this doc, these people that can tell you, you ain't got to be a part. You can just, you know. How does the church, here we go, help with isolation? How does the church help with isolation? Here we go, number one, the church, it's a place of safety. Look on your row and tell them, you're safe here. The church provides a place of safety to take our burdens of life. You cry on your job if you want to. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. You can try to tell your friends all your problems as much as you want to. After a while, they get tired. But it's something about coming in the house of God. <laughs> that no matter what I get in, I can still bring every single burden and lay it on at the feet of Jesus every single week. See, some of y'all get mad because you look at people and say, why they go down for prayer every single week? Honey, they can come every single time they want to because God ain't got a limit on his altar. There it is. God said, you can come and cast your cares on me for I care for you. And I'm so glad I got a place that if I can't cry at work and I can't go off over there and I can't lose it over here, I can come in church and lay myself out before God and say God I need you to work on me and I feel safe in here and I feel I feel like I'm protected in here because God says I created my church as a place for you to be safe see the church is needed because the Bible says we need people to help bear our burdens the Bible says we need people to confess our sins but it has to be a place of safety and a place of here we go grace. <laughs> That's why we don't have time to judge nobody. Oh, I'm coming through here. I got a demon to whip because we all struggling and striving to be who God, God called us to be. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So the same grace I need is the same grace that you need and the same grace that you need is the same grace that I need. So I ain't got time to judge you, boo, about where you came from, what you did, what you're struggling with. I ain't got time to look my nose up and try to figure out, oh, as if I'm better than anybody. No, all have sinned. Look down your row. Everybody on your row has sinned. They done did some nasty, dirty, seedy stuff that they'll never tell you about. They got a praise in here, but if you roll back the, the time, you'll discover they some nasty somebodies. They done did some filthy stuff. Oh, you ain't gonna tell the truth? Don't make me look at you and prophesy of all the beds you got freed out of. Come on. Of all the nasty places you done been. Okay. Y'all wanna go there? Let's go there. Is there anybody here that say, I ain't got time to judge nobody because I know what I've done in my life. And since I know what I've done in my life, who am I to judge anybody else. I don't care what you are, who you are, where you came from. It don't even matter because all of us need grace. Mm. And he is the one that invites us to cast our cares on him daily. So when I come to church, I can find safety because he that dwells in a secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Come on, the psalmist put it like this. I will say unto the Lord, he is my refuge and my strength. Ah, uh, in God in whom I trust. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. He's the shelter of my life. He's the safety of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? Have you ever come to church bogged down and burdened down with all kind of stuff but when you lift up your hands and open up your mouth, all of a sudden you feel his presence 
presence around you and you thought you wasn't going to make it and all of a sudden when you came in here burdened you left here a whole lot better than you came can I tell somebody if you would just jump in the flow you'll leave a whole lot better than you came if you just jump into his presence you'll leave a whole lot better than how you got here is there anybody in here that say I came in here depressed but I'm leaving with joy I came in here burdened down but I'm leaving with strength I came in here hurting but I'm leaving with healing somebody need to jump in the flow lift up your hands open up your mouth and tell God I need you I need you I need you I need you to come in my life I need you to come in my heart I need you to come where I am I need you and let him surround you it's safe in here 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 bro I know you're trying to be macho but it's safe in here Sis, I know you're trying to act like you all that and got it all together, but it's safe in here. It's a safe place that if you need to lay on the altar until God moves, it's safe in here. Ain't nobody going to judge you. Ain't nobody got time to judge you. Trust me, if they judge you, they the one with the problem, not you. See, while you worshiping and they judging, you leave free, they still leave bound. God help me. But is there anybody here that say, I ain't got time to judge nobody. I'm just going to go to God and get what I need from God. In fact, every time I come to church, I'm going to make sure I leave here with what I need. Is there anybody here that say, every time I come up in these up in freedom, I'm going to leave with what I need. Is there anybody here that say, when I come up in freedom, I'm going to leave with what I need. I ain't going back the same way that I came. I ain't going back struggling through the same stuff. I'm going to leave here free. I'm going to leave here delivered. But I'm going to leave here healed. I'm going to leave here set free. So the church is a safe place. But number two, it's a place of belonging. The church is a place of belonging. Come on, we're trying to work on your isolation. Being a part of church reminds us that we're a part of something bigger than ourselves. The times most that we want to stay at home is the times that we need the company of other believers. You ever came to church and you feel like all that touching and stuff? I don't feel like all that hugging and stuff. Can you just back up? I, I just, I don't, I don't feel like all that. Sometimes that is God trying to get to you what you need the most. I got some saints in this, house, in this church that when I hug them, the burden that was on me get broken off me. And the joy that's on them jumps on me. So I can't sit next to any and everybody. Because I made sure I'm surrounded by some people that when I ain't got no strength, you know how to grab my head and say, come on, we're going to worship together today. Oh, God help me. See, some of y'all don't like that. You don't want to be intrude. You don't want the intrusion like that. But honey, you go ahead and stay broke, busted, and disgusted. You go ahead and stay depressed. But whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I have made up in my mind, God dog it, every time I leave here, I'm going to leave here better than how I came. I'm going to make sure that I'm surrounded by the right people that can say, when you ain't got no strength, I'll worship with you until we both get some strength. When you bound down, down, I'll make sure that we'll worship together until both of us break whatever is on us because I got to make sure that I'm here. See, you belong here. You belong here. You belong here. See, it's through the preaching of God's word, not through self-help. It's through the preaching of God's word that you are set free. Not the little Facebook posts that have nothing to do with God. Sounds good, feels good for the moment, but nothing like God's word that will change the trajectory of your life forever. 
How many can remember one word from God that changed your life forever? Come on, just one word. That's all it takes from God. He says when you come here, you get God's word, you get baptism, and you get communion. Those are the three things that remember that we don't have to live in isolation. We belong to the broader body of Christ. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a, a, a German uh, theologian from back in the day, Dietrich Bonhoeffer shows us that even when we sing in church, I know some of y'all don't like to sing in church because, you know, I, I guess you think your neighbor listening to you, that your neighbor sounds just as bad as you do. <laughs> Dietrich Bonhoeffer says that when you sing in church, God is using our song to remind us that the church is a place of belonging. Look what he says. It's on the screen. He says when we sing, it's, the, it's a voice of the church that is heard singing together. It's not that it's not, uh, it is not you that sings. It is the church that is singing. And you, as a member of the church, may share in this song. Thus, all singing together that is right must serve to widen our spiritual horizon. In other words, when I pick up a tune and you pick up a tune, God ain't necessarily hearing us individually. Now he's hearing us collectively. You ready for this? Not only does God hear us, but now the enemy hears us. Woo. And when I sing by myself, he hears one sound. But when we lift it up together, all of a sudden it sends a siren in the enemy's camp. And while you're singing, how great is our God, sing with me how great. When we all pick that up together, you know what the enemy here? You tried it, but it didn't work. See, why you sit there with your mouth closed when you got the authority that when we start singing together, the enemy gets on the run and say, uh-oh, Philip got back up today. I can't mess with him now. I need to know, is there anybody in here that say, I ain't singing for my glory. I'm singing for his glory. And when we start singing together, the devil has to be on the run. See, it's a place of belonging. When we come together, it's more than just sitting in a seat and listening to the worship and the word. It's more than that, boo. Sometimes we don't get nothing out because we don't put nothing in. And you leave here saying, I ain't get nothing. What, what did you put in? Did you sit there with your spirit closed? I'm hollering and preaching, sweating. But your spirit stay closed. You know what I've discovered about God? He's a gentleman. And he's not going to break into your spirit. You got to come willingly. Tell the Lord, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. I, I, I got to make sure that you fill me up till I overflow. You don't like that? Closed mouths don't get fed. That's why you can't sit on your praise. Because the more I open my mouth and the more I praise him, God conceives about me. God, I wish I had somebody right there. Is there anybody in here that say, when I come to church, I'm going to make a whole lot of noise. I know you ain't going to like it. I know I might get on your nerves. You sick of me lifting my hands and giving God glory. But honey, when I make this noise, I know that God is going to come see about me. I know that God is going to come make a way for me. Let's go ahead and try it. Come on, lift your hands, open up your mouth, and give God just a little bit of praise. And say, hey, hey, God, come see about me. See why? 
why you're doing that. Now hell is getting nervous because hell is saying, oh, they got backup today. I can't mess with her like I usually mess with her. I can't put depression on her today because she got backup in the spirit. I need somebody in here to lift up your hands, open up your mouth, and tell God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You got me. You're going to take care of me. You're going to look out for me. You're going to rebuke the enemy. I thank you. Watch this. So, just in case you don't believe me. Um, God created us to belong. He created us for community. You ready for this? Do you know, in the New Testament alone, I tried to count at South County. In the New Testament alone, do you know it says over 59 times, I stopped counting after 59, that it says one another is used, that phrase, one another, 59 times in the New Testament alone. I know you want to live on the island, but come hear God's word. God says 59 times in the New Testament, one another. You know what I mean? Us. Bible says to have peace with one another. To be kind to one another. To have the same kind of mind towards one another. To love one another. Do not judge one another. Receive one another. Admonish one another. Greet one another. Care for one another. Serve one another. Burden bearers of one another. Forgive one another. I'm going to stop right there. Forgive one another. Forgive one another. Speak to one another. Do not lie to one another. Comfort one another. Exhort one another. Consider one another. Have compassion for one another. Be hospitable to one another. Submit to one another. Minister to one another. And pray for one another. And you think you're going to sit on an island all by yourself after God has told you that his way to get what you need is through one another? God created the church to push you off your little island and my island of isolation into a fellowship of believers to find what you need in one another. Pat yourself and say, I belong here. So last thing and I'm done. The church is a place of service, of service. Church provides a place to lose yourself in the joy of loving others. Here's the reality. You ready for this? We can only spend so much time thinking about ourselves. Let me say that one more time. We can only spend so much time thinking about ourselves. But we can spend more time actively serving those in need. God brings others into our lives to pull us out of ourselves. We give in the church. We love in the church. We serve in the church. We sacrifice in the church. And as we walk in this path, we discover the joys of being focused on one another. Can I help you? Um, I was thinking about this uh, uh, last week sometime. Um, I know that this, the, 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 the people have created this dynamic that they believe that the church is only a place where we're supposed to help the homeless and feed the sick, which we're supposed to do. That's what we're called to do. But I, I, I love it how it's, a, it's amazing to me how we want to do that but can't help the neighbor that sits right next to us every Sunday. It amazes me. Watch this. People always say you want to be used by God, right? But how can you be used to feed the sick, feed the homeless, feed the hungry, help the naked, 
How you can do that, but you can't even speak to the person sitting right next to you in your pew? I never understood that because it, it bewilders me how that works out. Because if God going to use you, how is it that you can speak to a person who don't smell good? But you got problems with a person who do smell good just because they pocketbook a little bit too close to you right now. possible how the Lord gonna send you and he can't even send you in here how the Lord gonna work on you and oh God use me use me but you nasty to the people that you go to, that you worship with every single Sunday where you going how you gonna be used who gonna use you you ready for this I told y'all this story once before I was preaching one time at this church uh, no, I was doing praise and worship one time at this church. This was years ago, years ago, years ago. And I'm, and I'm getting ready to do uh, praise and worship. It was a traditional Baptist church. And y'all know in the Baptist church, we got that, that table. Do this in remembrance of me. And, um, you know, you got that table sitting up there. And when I started, I pulled out my Bible, opened it up, and I was reading the scripture. And when I got done reading the scripture, I took the Bible and put it down on the table. And I said, come on, give God the glory. Come on, give him some praise. And I kid you not, this is how this went. Come on, let's bless. <laughs> and from the back of the church, someone yells, take your Bible off the table. Because <laughs> we don't put the Bible on the communion table. That's where we mean. <laughs> now here's, here's, here's the revelation. You ready? If I didn't learn how to love Sister Jones who hated my guts every single Sunday when I was at my home church, how can I walk in love when I'm embarrassed in front of a whole bunch of people and when I ask the Lord to use me? And some of us are asking God, use me, Lord. You're not even nice to your coworkers. How can the Lord use you? See, when God starts using you, you can get in a place where you don't feel good. But you got something on the inside of you that overrides how you feel that'll make you throw your arms around people that you know don't, can't stand you and don't even like you and you can love on them and you don't feel nothing bad on the inside of you. Come on. God say, I want to use you on that level. And in the house of God, when I start working in service, I can use you to go anywhere and bless anybody because your heart is pure. Is there anybody in here that say, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit? That's what you'll find in the church. Church. Somebody say in the church. You can't be isolated out there by yourself. Come off that little island, baby. So, the Lord told me to stop and do an altar call right now for someone that is experiencing isolation. You're around a lot of people, yet you feel all by yourself. God is saying he brought you in the church today so that you can come off that island and 
realize there are evil people that are here to encourage you, to pray for you, to lift you up. I know you struggle. You ain't got to struggle by yourself. I know this ain't going to be easy, but I got to follow the Lord, and I got to do what he tells me to do. Wherever you are all over the building, you're dealing with the spirit of isolation. You feel like you're all in this by yourself. You feel like you're fighting by yourself. I need you to make your way to this altar with me and say, Pastor, I need help because I feel like I'm all by myself. I need you to move now. You are in here. I need you to move now. Don't wait. Don't look for somebody else. I need you to move now. Can I say this? There are three more of you in here. Don't let pride rule you right now. I need you to move now. There are two more of you in here. I need you to move now. I hear you, Lord. There's one more of you. I need you to move right now. this thing by yourself trying to do it on your own you can't do this by yourself Genesis and the church brother Chase I need you to understand you got back up in the spirit I need you to understand that we got you not only do we have you but most of all God got you you can't do this by yourself you can't do this by yourself. You can't do this by yourself. You can't do this by yourself, bro. You can't do this by yourself, sis. You can't do this by yourself. You're trying to manage it on your own, and you have become an empty shell with a painted on face. You know how to say the right things. You know how to do the right things. But you're struggling. to let you know the Lord is here and he has you and we are here to encourage you the ministers are coming now to pray with you as I pray with you to let you know that whatever you're going through God got you I got people that spectate and I need people to be in on this right now God got you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. It feels hard, but you're not in this by yourself. God is fighting for you. I said God is fighting for you. God is fighting for you. You ready? This battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. You are not in this struggle by yourself. I ain't got no praying people in this house. You are not in this struggle by yourself. Hallelujah. Everybody on this altar, lift up your hands in surrenderance to God. Ministers, I need you to come to the front of them. I need you to go through and start praying right now.
Hallelujah. 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 You're not in this by yourself. You're not in this by yourself. You're not in this by this. You don't have to carry the weight by yourself. You don't have to carry the weight by yourself. You don't have to carry this weight by yourself. God got you. God got you. God got you. Come on. With your hands lifted up, tell the Lord, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Get me off this island. I'm not in this by myself. I'm not in this by myself. And it doesn't matter who left. And it doesn't matter who left. And it doesn't matter who wasn't there. It doesn't matter who abandoned you. God says, I got you. I got you. I got you. I need worship to be released in this house right now. Come on. Hallelujah. I can't hear your freedom. Hallelujah. You're not in this by yourself. You're not in this by yourself. Hallelujah. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know the pain is deep. I know it's stuff you ain't told nobody about. I know it's stuff down in your spirit, down in your soul. But God says if you just open up, just open up, I'll heal where it hurts. Come on. I'll go all the way in the past and I'll heal where it hurts. I need to hear your freedom. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Go in the recesses of her mind, God. The memory of it. The memory of it. The memory of it. Hallelujah. Come on, we surrender to you, God. We surrender to you, God. We surrender to you, God. We're not in this by ourselves. We are in a company of people that are with us, that are fighting with us that are fighting with us. I need some fighters. If you don't mind, stand to your feet. I need you to extend your hands and we need to fight together. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 You're not in this by yourself. 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 Hallelujah. Heal the hurt, God. Heal the pain, God. Heal it, heal it. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Lift your hands. Say, Lord, give me my joy back. Give me my joy back. Give me my joy back. Give me my peace back. Give it back to me, God. Give it back to me, God. Give it back to me, God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. You know my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not in this by yourself, bruh. You're not in this by yourself. Hallelujah. You're not in this by yourself. You don't have to fight by yourself. Glory to your name, God. God got you. God got you. God got you. God got you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, I need a worship release. I need a worship release. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Come on, I feel deliverance in the room. I feel breakthrough in the room. I feel breakthrough in the room. I feel breakthrough in the room. Hallelujah. 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 You're not in this by yourself. You're not in this by yourself. 
God got you. God got you. not forgotten about you. Hey! Get some brothers up here. Come on, I need some brothers. Come on, I need some brothers. Come on. Come on, I need some brothers. Come on. brothers. Come on, brothers. Yes, God. Come on. Come on. Yes, God. You're not in this by yourself. You're not in this by yourself. 
You're not in this by yourself. You're not in this by yourself. Come on. No fire can burn me. Come on, sing that. Your power, power is within me. Within me. No, giant no giant can defeat me because you hold my hand. Come on, y'all say it. Let's go. By yourself, you're not in this by yourself. You're not in this by yourself. If God be for me, hey, who can be against me? That's where worship need to go. That's where worship need to go. Can you do me a favor? Grab somebody by the hand. Say, come on, let's worship together. Come on, let's worship together. Come on, let's worship together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not in this by ourselves. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. We're not in this by ourselves. We're not in this by ourselves. Hey! Glory to God. Just stay right there, right there, right there. 
Yes, God. Yes, God. Come on. You can only get this in the church. You can only get this in the church. Hallelujah. It looked cloudy, but you pressed your way to church. Looked like it was going to rain. Yeah, it rained in here. y'all to do something, ladies, ladies that's right here, ladies that's right here. I need y'all to come in tight, come in tight, come in tight, come in tight. Throw your arms around each other, come on. I want you just to take a moment and worship together. Come on, you're not in this by yourself. Come on, his glory is coming. Hey. Hey, you're not in this by yourself. You're surrounding your arms around them to let them know that the same God that's doing it for me, hey, is the same God that can do it for you. Hey! He ain't leaving you. He ain't forsaking you. He ain't dropping you. He got 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 you. Hallelujah. He got you. He got you. He got you. Come on. He got you. Come on. He got you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not in this by yourself. You don't have to fight by yourself. You don't have to struggle by yourself. Hallelujah. Rejection can't keep you. Abandonment can't have you. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Stir up the gift of God on the inside of her. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing. From the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, fresh anointing. Hallelujah, the warfare was worth it. Hallelujah, the warfare was worth it. Hallelujah, it produced something in you. Hallelujah, stir up the gift now, God. Stir it up, God. Mm. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can, make your way back to your seat. If, if you can't stay right here, you ain't got to move. I feel like this is a moment where some of you just need to get on this altar and just lay here. Hallelujah.